Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, my name's Eric. Nice to meet you. I'm Val. Val, nice to meet you. Yeah, I uh, I can't remember how I found your um, your Instagram page. It was very recent, though, just the other day. Yeah, I just started it maybe a couple weeks ago. So okay, still pretty new. Yeah, so you um, so your Instagram page is uh, click click boom photography. Yes. Now I have to ask: Is it a reference to the um, the saliva song? Click, click, boom. Yes. Actually, it is. Yes. Nailed I love it. that song. <laughs> okay, cool. I, it, it seemed fitting uh, since I started doing it with my son, and it's just a bunch of gunfire going off around me. So I was like, this is what it sounded like to me. So that's what oh I Oh, my God. It. That is, duh. Like, for real. These, uh, yeah, these airsoft events, they're, um, it's constant shooting, and then everyone's been getting a ton of pyro lately. So... It's just grenades everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I get hit all the time. Literally oh, all the time. Okay. Well, you look So great. I saw that you, thank you. You you don't play? You just do the podcast? Correct. Nice. How did that happen? So um, I haven't, I have never played Airsoft. Uh, I started out, I played, uh, <laughs> oh, it's horrible. I know. Okay. No, it's great. I played, it's great. It's I played uh, paintball. Okay. All right. Uh, years and years ago. All right. When I was first out of the military. And, uh, and so I played that for, I don't know, five, six years. So hadn't played since uh, the early 2000s, something like that. Yeah. And uh, never really thought of, never knew about Airsoft, didn't care about Airsoft, didn't know whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then a handful of years ago, like five years ago, uh, I was paralyzed with an illness called uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, and uh, so totally healthy my whole life. Never got sick. One of those, you know, just rarely, probably once every five years. And then uh, I, within about a four-day period, I started noticing uh, weakness in my hands and my feet. Mm-hmm. And then four days later, I, I couldn't walk. So that was a few years ago. Um, once I was able to get out of bed and move around again. Which took a while. Um, I started YouTube channels because it gave me something to do, right? To uh, keep from going nuts. And uh, so, anyway, uh, my, two of my sons, my wife and I have five kids. Uh, two of my sons, wow. <laughs> uh, they they're in their twenties. They uh, they start playing airsoft like three years ago with a buddy of theirs. And I said, "Hey, let me film all your crap." And, uh, and I'll edit it because it'll give me something to do. Yeah. So the whole time, I think the first couple months, all I did was bash airsoft. I was like, this is for, you know, pussies. Like this is air, a paintball right. is paintball hurts. Uh, you paintball know, this, I die. yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, ongoing then, battle. <laughs> so I remember one day I was standing outside. We, so we started out doing uh, mystery boxes. Unboxing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mystery boxes from Airsoft GI, Evike, shit like that. And then we re- would uh, review these guns. So I'm bashing Airsoft. 
And I'm like, these guns, there's no way they hurt. This little tiny BB, no way. So I'm like, and I'm holding a beer. I'm literally holding a beer. I'm like, just shoot my hand. Go on, go on. Shoot my hand. So they dump. They do a mag dump. I told them to. They didn't want to. They dumped like 90 rounds uh, of 380 FPS. And they were about 30 feet away. Uh, The top of my hand, like right here, was wrecked. I mean, bad. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that was uh, my introduction to what Airsoft feels like. Um, Welcome to the club. No. <laughs> right? Uh, so, anyway, yeah, that's how that's how we started our channel. And then uh, these guys got busy, uh, them and their, my two sons and their friend, and uh, within the last year or so, year and a half. And I was already talking to people on here, like on our Discord. Yeah. So we would just randomly, like on a Friday night, you know, we're like, hey, you want to do something? We'd, we'd have a random game night if nobody was doing anything. I'm like, hey, yeah. what do you guys want to play, you know? So we'd play Minecraft. We'd play Roblox. Roblox. Uh, <laughs> no shit, right? And um, and so – and we just hang out and drink and, t- and talk and whatever. Uh, and then somebody would say, hey, uh, what about this or what about that? I'm like, I, I, I used to work on these guns. When I was able to, you know, use oh, my hands yeah. or whatever, um, when these guys started, when I, in between doing the videos and stuff. So, because uh, I did, before I got sick, I was uh, maintenance for, in factories for like 20 some years. So I worked on maintenance or, um, you know, factory machines and stuff, manufacturing machines. So anyway, uh, was, so I was already talking to people on here yeah. and I thought, well, I'll just keep doing that. It's, it's fine. And I made it an official, start calling it a, a podcast like eight, nine months ago or something or whatever. Nice. So it's still pretty new for you too. Well, yes, it is new ish. It is. It really is. Uh, so once I started doing it, uh, and kind of like enjoyed it and mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is, I really like doing this. I love, mm-hmm. I, I like doing that in person, like in real life. I love meeting yeah. new people. Uh, Me we too. Go to the, I'm the same way. Yeah. If we go to the bar, if we go anywhere, um, I bartended for years and that's something you? that you just, yeah. So like meeting uh, people was just, right. that's something natural. That I've, yeah. It's, it's easy peasy to me, but it really other people is. are like, I don't, I don't know how you do that. And I'm like, uh, just, say hi, start with right. that. Hi. <laughs> start there. And then usually you want a shot? The direction. How about you that? Want, <laughs> you want a shot? That's always a good way. I mean, that's a great way. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, yeah, my wife and I, we go to uh rock concerts. We, we go, uh, we just went to, the Tr- Trinity of Terror tour with um, Ice Nine Kills, Blackfield Brides, and White something. I can't remember. Anyway. White uh, somebody else. I don't know. Three, three metal bands. <laughs> How uh, was and then, it? Right, it was awesome. It was yeah. so cool. I never heard of these bands. Uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter just got married last year. Uh, and her, her and her husband, all they do are go to metal concerts and get tattoos. So I'm not shitting, dude. It's like every two weeks they're like, they're hey, what are you doing? You want to come over for dinner? <laughs> we're, uh, oh, we've been sitting here for six hours. They're getting a giant fucking tattoo, you know, like on their leg and whatever. So They're going to uh, run out of space eventually. So, you know, they'll, <laughs> they'll have true. to find another hobby. <laughs> oh, so funny. But, uh, but anyway, they told us about these uh, bands. So we ended up going. And about a month before that, we went to Megadeth. And I can't remember who uh, opened for him, but yeah, it's, it's fun, you know? Yeah. So we just go around and meet people and listen to music and drink. And now I talk to people on here and 
my wife's like, do you ever get t- tired of talking to people on here? No, I don't. No. I really don't. No, not really. <laughs> uh, it's always somebody it new. Yeah, yeah. That's so. the cool part. It's actually fun. I was excited. I was like, I have no idea what to expect. I hope he doesn't ask, ask a bunch of uh, technical questions because I have no clue. God, no. Like, literally no clue. I'm just and out here with my camera. By the way, that's freaking boring. Um, <laughs> it's not. I guess it's not boring if if you are really, really, if that's your passion. If you right. really love working on these things and building them. And I've had people on that, that really do that. Uh, and that is something they love to do. Um, you know, those high kappas and stuff are really popular for people to build with all the different colors. And, yes. Uh, and expensive. Way super overpriced. <laughs> 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 so, so oh my god but um but yeah so if it's if it's their thing then cool to me uh i worked on machines and all and cars and whatever for so long right. uh and then these guns the first like year and a half i'm just like eh whatever you know bunch of springs and a Thingy that's thing, what it looks whatever. like to me it's a bunch of springs <laughs> a bunch of little parts and uh, uh yeah, yeah. And, and some bright colors every once in a while yeah but you're you're uh slinging that camera around like you got some good pictures yeah. thank you thank you yeah. um literally i got the camera a couple years ago for like a christmas gift and it was just always something that i dabbled in i, I just take a bunch of photos okay. and Finally, like my son discovered that he loved this and he just wanted to play. And I played once and I liked it. I had a blast, a lot of fun. And I will, I will play again. It's on the to-do list. But this was the best way that I could find to kind of bring two worlds together um, and do what I love and watch him do what he loves. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of fun being able to to do that with him. He doesn't play any other sports or anything, and and I don't really photograph anything else, so yeah, it works. Yeah, that's a great setup. I mean, to, to uh, have that time with uh, your child as they grow up, and the, you know, whatever, if they get involved in something, and you're able to, you know, find um, a way to participate with, where right. you're not bored out of your mind, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm honestly glad it's not football, and it's not you know. I don't know a hundred other things that it could be because I'm not a very good soccer mom. So, oh, listen, I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole other world, soccer mom stuff. But the uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what is crazy. So, as far as sports go, you know, being a parent and being you know having to go to certain things for your for your kids with the uh, sports. Uh, we have three boys, two girls. All three of our boys were in uh, football. Two of them were in wrestling. That uh, I forced them to do. That was the only sport I forced them to do. And, uh, it's my only demand. They fucking hated me for it. Okay, I think they're just now getting over that. Um, uh, you know, but and they're in their twenties. You know, so uh, takes. But long. wrestling matches are the boringest shit ever. It I is think so really. I've never long. been. Yeah. So uh, as you you know when you go as you know a spectator, um, you so they wrestle by weight classes. Okay. And there's 15 different weight classes, 20 different weight classes on a, you know, on a team. So you might have, uh, so the, 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 you have to wait if your son or whatever daughter is like a weight class, you know, middle or upper weight class, mm-hmm. you're going to wait all day for them to rest just to see them. Well, even oh, if they're the, the first one to wrestle, they can't leave. 
Um, and then so it, usually they have kind of like they have tournaments all the time. So they'll wrestle once now, then they're going to wrestle again later. So you can't leave, even if they, you know, if like they're in a away game and they took the bus. You're um, committed. It's there, bro. It's all day. I'm telling you, it is uh, like ten hours. Um, and you, s- and that's what you wanted them to do. That's <laughs> no, you wanted to uh, no, no, I wanted them to <laughs> do it. I didn't want to sit there and watch that. Uh, so uh, now my wife went to most of them because I was working a lot of overtime at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I went to a handful of them, but they hated me going because when they would get done. I'm pulling them off the side, critiquing them. I'm yelling at them more than their coach. So they fucking hated me being there, like bad. They're like, Dad, can you please not? No. Can just, you not come? Go to work. Uh-uh, just don't be here, okay? Uh, so, but I wanted, you know, just that kind of, I wanted them to learn how to grapple. That's um, fair. Most fights in life, I've been in a bunch of fights in my life, and that was, they end up on the ground. Yeah, uh, you know that's just how it is. <laughs> so it's exactly not a, it. a fair UFC uh, box slash boxing match or whatever, right. where uh, there's rules. So and we're very inexperienced, especially as teenagers. You know. Oh God! Yeah. And then you know, in the military, all my fights were drunken fights. Yeah, so right. <laughs> we're not. Even if you're trained, you're not coordinated, okay? No, I'm um, not pulling that one. Like, that's, bro, that's not like, going to work. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm just falling all over yourself. Upright. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I wanted them to learn how to grapple. So that was that. Was that. But then uh, my da- both daughters were in dance. My youngest one was in uh, competition dance. Oh, wow. So she traveled. Yep. Very expensive. That's my and... background. Not the competition part, but the dance part. Oh, the dance, yeah. yeah. So did you grow up doing, like, ballet and all that? Some I didn't. Okay. I, I wasn't shaped for ballet. I'm only four yeah. eleven, and uh, okay. so I got really short legs too. Um, and you know, ballet is about being graceful and, and <laughs> long, and I am not. So yeah. I, I went more of the jazz and hip hop and salsa mm. ballroom type of stuff. So awesome! That's that what my daughter my was in. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, was, yeah, she loved it. She was a natural too. Yeah, just easy for her. My son doesn't believe me that I used to, like, I I said, I really could dance. Like, I taught it for years. I had classes. Like, I did stuff. Oh, shit. like, nah. So he doesn't believe me, but it's okay. Well, how did you, yeah. So let's go over, uh, usually what I do on here, um, I don't usually take up the whole podcast talking like I am now. Uh, Normally, I I ask questions. questions. (laughs) Um, And uh, and so I, you know, I get people's background. Like, how'd you come up? uh, And then how did you end up where you're at now? being involved in airsoft, which obviously, you know, with your son and everything. Um, but, uh, so how did you get into the, uh, your parents started you in dance, uh, and then you, kind of. okay. And my mother says that I came out dancing. She said I danced in her room. And so it was just something that I had always done. Yeah. And then I took a few classes throughout my life and joined a few dance teams and really loved it. It was incredible. And then, yeah. Later in life, I was about 25 when I had my son and life changes like drastically, of course, because, you know, it's not necessarily all about you anymore. It's about right. another, another human. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a always mini had human. a mini human, a tiny me. Mm-hmm. And I had always had animals. So I'd always had dogs and cats and stuff. And that's what I really thought I was going to have for the rest of my life. 
was just putts. Mm. But um, but he's pretty cool. I like him. So, you know, we work, <laughs> we work well together. Well, but, good. Whew. Yeah, right. That's good. He, he, I don't, I think he came across like a YouTube or something one day and decided that he wanted to try to play. Well, he was clearly like 10, I think at the time. And the fields that we consider our home field now, they have like a, an age requirement of 12 at least. Okay. And so um, the first one I took him, I think I took him to play like the softer version of paintball just to see if it was something that he was even interested in because we had yeah. so many Nerf guns, like so many Nerf oh, guns. Oh, okay. And he's firing them all over the house. So I'm like, all right, well, clearly you have, <laughs> you have some skill. So let's go test it out. And we did. And he was actually really, really good coming out the gate. And I was like, all right, yeah. well, cool. We'll, we'll move on up then. We'll try Airsoft. And he played. And I really thought, because, you know, he wasn't doing other physical sports and stuff, that this was just going to, like, railroad him over. And he would come out and be like, it hurts. I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. But that was not the case at all. He was like, this is amazing. We have to come back. And so then then started the uh, the obsession, I do believe, where we're at the Airsoft <laughs> store, like, all the time. We're looking at uh -huh. videos and websites all the time. So I had to find a way that I also could find that common ground of interest. And so I think one week I just brought my camera and I was like, hey, do you guys mind if I hop on the field with him? And they were like, sure, just wear a vest, right? Like, <laughs> so we can see you and try not to shoot you. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I borrow somebody's vest. I borrow somebody's goggles. Like, I don't have any of this equipment of right. my own, just my camera. So I went out there and I think I took pictures of literally everyone but my son. <laughs> because he was on the opposite side of the field that I was on and I wasn't moving anywhere because I didn't want to get shot. Right. So uh, it's taken me a little while. We moved away to South Carolina for a little bit, a little island off the coast, and they didn't have an airsoft field because it's a really small island. Um, Which one? Defusky. Oh, okay. It's right beside Hilton Head. Hilton and, Head, yeah. Like Savannah Tybee is really close to. It's just a nice little oh, okay. away island. It's great, but there's no bridge to get there, so you have to you have to get there by boat. Get out. So it's either a ferry or you better have a boat. Oh my god, that, yes. that's so crazy! Because uh, now I've seen Hilton Head a bunch, you know. Oh, well, Hilton Head I've is known a huge, like so many tourists. Yeah, that's right. So, so I thought it was just tourists. like that was it. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, you could live. On those little small islands next to it. Yep. That's wild. Yep. And it's, there's hardly any cars. Everybody drives around on golf carts and. What? Yeah. There's no Target or grocery store or nothing. Well, how like. did you end up uh, deciding to go like live there? We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. I had a friend of mine that I used to nanny for. She had a beautiful family and they've got two kids and 
when they decided to up and move, they found this and it has this amazing golf course on it. It's like one of the top 50, I think, in America. So those who like golf love this place. Yeah. And so they moved and we went to visit. And then it became an annual thing for every spring break. That's exactly where we went because it was tucked away. It was beautiful. Um, I could literally let my dogs and my kid out the front door and they can go anywhere and everywhere and they're still right. going to return home safely. Everybody knows everybody. Um, even the that guests that come wild. over, it was it was just super safe and really awesome. Yeah. And then um, we came back. I think we were there for about nine months. And then we moved back to Georgia again. Okay. Which the most exciting part about that would be that he got to play airsoft again at his home right. field. So. Now, you, are you originally it. from uh, Georgia? Did you grow up in Georgia? I did. I did. I was yeah. born and raised here, actually. Okay. Yeah. You like it? You like Georgia? I mean, yeah, it's home. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, I love the city because I was born of the city. But at the same time, I love finding other small places that are just kind of tucked away and nobody really knows about. I like small towns, right. too. So I don't know. I don't know if okay. I'll be here forever or if... I'm just looking to figure out where I'm going next. Yeah. Okay. I haven't decided yet. Now, do you like, uh, have you ever been in a cold environment, no. like winter? No. No, I hate the cold. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, yeah. I hate the cold. Was, I want you know, to like the year, cold. Yeah. Right. It's so pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's, I want to, oh, I see mm-mm. all the snow and the mountains and I've never been skiing. I've always wanted to go skiing. Oh, so okay. it sounds amazing, but um. Yeah. I really hate being cold. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I grew up in Cleveland, my wife and I. Cold. Cleveland, Ohio, so cold. Cold. And then in the military, I, all my duty stations were hot. So uh, I got used to that. And I right. was like, I am never going back. Never going back. Uh, and I did go back. What? Um, yeah, I went back after uh, I got out. Uh, I was stationed in California. Uh, my wife and I had gotten married. I think I had two years left in the military. And um, so we moved back to our hometown because our first son was born in California. So, uh, and our parents were like, what? You can't keep your grandson, you know, our grandson, uh, 3,000 miles away from us. So we moved back to Cleveland out of, we, we got shamed into it. Okay. Oh, I did not want to leave California. I loved no, it. No, why would you? Yeah. Uh, it was beautiful. So in the area we were in, Oceanside, uh, Fallbrook, um, it was, you know, we have mountains 30 minutes away, the ocean 15 minutes away, the desert an hour away. Uh, but anyway, um, literally the best of everything just around you. (laughs) It really was. "Mm, How am I feeling today? Where you want to go this weekend? Yeah, Yeah, it was, uh, and there's so much to do. I mean, you know, it's a huge state. So yeah. um, you drive six hours north from where we were at, and you're at Yosemite National Park, which is really, really pretty. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we moved back to this cold, dreary, <laughs> rainy, shitty, run-down uh-huh. Cleveland. Or, well, it was Akron. But um, so anyway, we raised our kids mostly uh, up there. And then we moved to South Carolina here in Simpsonville, um, 15 years ago. In fact, uh, 15 years ago, last weekend was exactly 15 years ago. Yeah. So (laughs) yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, right after Thanksgiving weekend, we moved here in, uh, Oh seven. So, um, 
and I love it. So my par- my uh, my in laws, my wife's parents lived have lived here for a long time. Ah, I was about to say, so, but did you throw a dart? Yeah. Like, how do you how yeah. do you end up there? That makes sense. Well, you know, I you know I was uh, so I was in the Marines. I went to boot camp uh, down here at Paris Island, mm-hmm. and uh, now I didn't, you know. Oh yeah, this is beautiful. It's not like I had time to. I can't do- <laughs> wait to return. <laughs> Said so, no one ever leaving Paris Island. I'm saying, uh, but I really I remembered how it looked. Uh, just the different, you know, the trees and the, you know, especially the really tall pine trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really cool looking, uh, and you know the heat. Uh, but anyway. It, well, it wasn't as cold. I went right, to camp cold. in the winter, but it was less cold. Yeah. So no snow and slush and all that shit. Uh, all the wonderful so, things that just pollute the streets when it's almost cold enough, but not cold enough. Oh, shit. Like those movies, you know, these uh, like this time of year, they start playing all those uh, Christmas movies. Yep. It really is pretty. It mm-hmm. really it, and And in, you know, when it happens in real life, you know, when it snows, uh, it's beautiful around Christmas. For like two days, then you That's can it. just go away. Okay, yep. uh, melt and go away, but because mm-hmm. um, it turns into gray slushy stuff on the side of the road, and it's heinous looking. It's so <laughs> it's nasty. It's just because you're like, I don't even want to touch that. Like. <laughs> Well, that's what I used to eat when I was a kid. Okay? Oh no! <laughs> we were playing outside. That's how I ended up in the in the Marines. Okay, I went from eating uh, hey. dirty snow to uh, crayons. dirty snow to the Marines. Look at you. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. Anyway, uh, I I never we we've talked about it um, with my parent. Like my mom still lives up north, uh, and her uh, some of her family, like aunts and uncles and stuff, are still up north, but. They're always like, are you guys going to move back? No. Like, not even a thought. No. Not even a thought. Hadn't even crossed my mind, actually. No. (laughs) I hesitate to visit. (laughs) Yeah, I really do. I really do. Like, uh, yeah. So, but we, you know, this area here in Greenville, Simpsonville, Mm -hmm. is uh, is really pretty. Um, It's growing a lot. Like, a lot of factories have, you know, moved down here. Oh, wow. From up north. Yeah. you know, Michelin is expanding. So there it's brought a lot of people and expansion around here, which is, it's fine. Um, it, it makes it nice. Now where we live, we're about 30 minutes from downtown Greenville. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes it nice because when there's events down there, it is hopping. I mean, it, yeah. it is packed and it's like bar hopping. So you got, you know, the Carolina Ale House kind of stuff, you know, and then you've got actual bars like on side streets. Oh, neat. You've so you have got like a, your your hometown tucked oh, away yeah. ones, like where it's like locals only, where everybody knows your name type, and then you yep. have your like this is where everybody comes to celebrate, and it's a big yes thing, and and so bash. yeah, you get a you get a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Yeah, and they'll close like in downtown uh, Greenville, they'll close down the whole street. They'll close down Main Street. Really? Yeah, they'll block it off, and Dude, everyone just that walks happens around. in Atlanta. Everyone gets upset because it impedes upon traffic. So oh, they get they get upset. People get upset, but they don't give a shit. They keep doing it. So they're like, fuck it, we're gonna do it. We're we're gonna do it. Okay, because uh, they you know they make a ton of money. People love it. Uh, there's Mexican restaurants. There's every kind of restaurant you think of, and then there's bars. There's uh, it all different kind of bars too. So the kind that you can, you know like a dive yeah. right. Yep. Uh, this kind of dark. But it's mm-hmm. got this uh, old walnut-looking wood, you know, 
bars and stuff. I mean, it's uh, it's it's great. And old pinball machine, like who has oh, that anymore? Yes. Those are awesome. They should be uh, everywhere. And and then live rock bands, oh, you that's know, my local. Favorite. Yeah, they do cover, see? you know, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, all the yes. shit. So uh, it, it is packed all the time. And then there's a bar that just opened up a few years ago that's, uh, I forget what, it's something like Tap Room or something. And uh, you get a, one of those little rubber bracelets when you go in. Mm-hmm. And the wall is, uh, there's no bartender. Just okay, the wall beer. is all tra- uh wow. Yeah, drafts tapped you don't have there's no handle to pull you don't have to fill your own you just tap uh there's a touch screen and you tap your wrist your bracelet up there and then it unlocks it and then you can do like four ounces eight ounces 12 ounces because uh there's 127 or something like that different beers oh my so you just tap hit the four ounce, put your glass in there. It fills it up. You're done. And then when you check out it, you know, you tap, they tap your bracelet and that's how, you know, it that's adds up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very simple. It's, it's cool. You know, it's a cool setup. Uh, and so if you want to try all these different beers yes. and we try, we try to, we, we try to try <laughs> as many as we can. Personal goal. So, Wait, what's your personal best so far? Uh, 15. What? Uh-huh. All right, that's impressive. I don't, I don't yeah, know if yeah, I could yeah. do fifteen. Fifteen one night. Now they weren't eight or twelve ounces. You know, half no, of them were like four. You pace ounces, yourself but, exactly. Right, exactly. So, I was able to walk out. That's impressive. Right. Still impressive. <laughs> I'd be crawling, and it would probably be after like ten. <laughs> I'd like to give myself a solid ten. Oh, but yeah. after that, yeah, I'm definitely somebody. Please carry me. But <laughs> I'm not. I'm not walking anymore. Now, how did you like uh, bartending? Did you enjoy it? I loved it. I kind of stumbled into that too. It was one of those things. I worked at a country club and it was just a job that I could do while I was in college and ended up learning so much about different beers and wines and bourbons. And then those all turned into some of my favorite things. So (laughs) bartending beyond that um, was different. I had to learn to transition from country club status to like just normal people that aren't paying to be there so that was um (laughs) that was actually kind of cool and I decided I liked that world so much better and uh I started my own bartending company for a while and then COVID happened so oh shit I transitioned out of that and then um yeah. Well, what is that? What is that like? I didn't know there was you could do a an actual bartending company. What it, like you train people? I did that too, but mostly we did like events. So lots of weddings, birthday oh, parties. I gotcha. Okay. Corporate yeah. events, um, and then I would you know I had the whole setup. So literally, depending on what your event needed, is what I would have to conjure up. Everything between a bar to doing the liquor shopping for you to hiring bartenders or me bartending the event. Um, Just a lot of event planning, I guess, more so. So I didn't get to do as much bartending, which kind of sucked. But the weddings were always fun. They were always Yeah, that's true. I guess I never really thought about that. Uh, Those those events um, need, you know, like, hey, who's going to serve this stuff? Because you can't have some Joe Schmo, like, that doesn't know how to mix a drink, you know, just showing up. Unless you've just got beer and wine, in which case, That's open true. the wine and hand yeah. them beer. Oh, listen, we went to a hockey game, an ice hockey game. I don't know. I love like, ice hockey. Uh, I used to play. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I really did. Well, we went. I want to hear about that. We went this uh, ice hockey game, and this girl, you know, it, it was a smaller event, yeah. like a local team or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
I forget what they're called, but South Carolina has their, the swamp rabbits, I think they're called. So they, uh, so we go there, I go to get a beer and it must have been a new girl and, um, she's doing the tap. It took forever. Like she's right there in front of me. And it's one of those like 20 ounce, you know, clear cups. And it's just, the foam foam. is this, uh, like this high. And she's trying to like fix it, like do this. And and then she keeps dumping it out and then starting over. And I'm going, oh my God, can you please let me do it? Because I just, we are wasting all this beer. Let me just let it sit for a second. Just. Oh shit. So anyway, you can tell when somebody doesn't know how to, you know, yes. pour it correctly. I taught my kids when they were young. Look, tip the glass, go start out slow, exactly. and then yep. you can go up. I, yep. I don't want nothing bigger than this, okay? Nope. This is the only <laughs> acceptable amount. That's it. Oh, uh, it's funny. So how did you uh end up play I mean for real, how are you gonna play ice hockey when you grew up in Georgia? Right. I was a kid and my stepdad at the time was into hockey like that was his favorite sport and I'm was the only child so there was no boy to bond with there was just a me and so he was like hey do you want to play and I was like sure might as well give it a try and I did and I loved it and I was the only girl on my team and it that was I did my one year and after that I was like all right well I'm going back to dancing now (laughs) I'll be over there but I loved it I had a blast I got checked hit, a couple they, times. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good, it's, good. it's a rite of passage. You can't say you played hockey without saying right. uh, at least you tried to score a goal or successfully scored one. And you got checked against the wall a couple times. Like those right. are two rules. But exactly. I still got to keep my teeth. So <laughs> I was going to say, grateful. you have a beautiful smile. So thank you. I you didn't, up my you teeth. don't have the hockey smile. <laughs> didn't stay long. Didn't stay long at all. Uh, yeah. Well, we uh, I never played on a an actual team. We just did pickup games, you know, yeah. winners. With uh, like broomstick hockey, so yep. we never had a real puck. No, uh, think, just uh, play with what you got. Yeah, exactly. We throw a rock on there. We just find something, a chunk of wood. Make it uh, work. Somebody brought one time. Yeah. So and then just broomsticks. Yeah. I had remember a blast, uh, the, the first couple of years I played with my buddies. Uh, I never had skates. You know, my parents were. Uh, we grew up kind of poor, and um, I uh, my my older sister. I'm the only boy in between two sisters. So I'm a middle child with an older sister, younger sister, and, and I'm a Virgo. So, uh, you know, middle child syndrome yep. and fuck you world kind of yep. attitude. Okay. So, All in one. <laughs> so uh, once I hit my teens, look out. I was, uh, yeah. Of course, I, I to be reckoned with, I'm sure. Parents, gray hairs. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when I first started playing, uh, I borrowed my sister's skates and she, you know, had the the white figure skate you know ice real yeah, ice skates yeah. with the little chunks and the, the little teeth in the front mm-hmm. so as you start leaning forward to get the puck guess where your feet go like this <laughs> guess where my face goes in the fucking ice all the time <laughs> so uh i remember the second year um i did a bunch of work throughout the the summer and saved up my money and bought bauer hockey skates the black and white ones. Yes, I know exactly. God, what mine, it was about. fucking awesome. Yes. And I'm sharpening them. My dad had the sharpening stone. I'm like, I'm trying to learn how to sharpen because there's no videos. Listen, bro, this is like 1982. Okay, right. We didn't have YouTube. It, <laughs> no, it didn't happen then. Uh. Uh-uh. So encyclopedias. Encyclopedias and your friends, mm-hmm. like for real, and telling yep. you what what's going on. But yeah, that was a game changer. Once I got those real skates, it was great. Did you enjoy it more then? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, at least I wasn't spending half the day on my face. That's fair. <laughs> Break check yourself all the time with those. Oh, gosh. This is terrible. But yeah. Well, plus two. I mean, the you know, all the guys were making fun of me when when I show up. You know, I, I literally have girl skates. Uh, and they, they were two sizes too big, you know, long. Um, but they fit width wise. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah, we didn't care. You know, we were just out there. You could have been fun. like, look. You can either deal with my skates or I can go. Like, play without me. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I really didn't. You know, we made fun of each other so much growing up. Like, that Common. was just part of, yeah. So you just get used to it. Like, you don't, you get that thick skin at, at a young oh, age. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not like today where people are like, they said a, called me four eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> and. Glasses on. That's, uh, that's a pretty common <laughs> leap there, actually. Yeah. Like, uh, and. Well, that that's mean. Okay, and <laughs> we're, we're supposed Move to on. care more now. We're supposed to care more about how people feel all oh, absolutely. the time. My kids didn't make fun of people. That, I mean, I'm probably their friends. I would imagine, but I mean, I make fun of my son, and he makes right. fun of me, and he makes fun of his friends. But you know, just as long oh, as the yeah. that's that's, that's, that's I think that's about it. He, he's a He's a huge shit talker though on on the games, like all the oh, games sure. and stuff that he plays. Yeah. Dude, I can hear him down the hall. I'm like, I'm a little <laughs> impressed. Like, I didn't even know you could be that sarcastic. I'm so proud. Oh, right. <laughs> it's a proud moment. Oh, I know. I remember I was talking to my daughter, <clears throat> my oldest daughter, very similar personality type as mine, and uh she said, uh, this is when she was a young teenager. And she said something. I can't remember what, what the conversation was, but it, it was um, like, oh, I want to do this tonight. Or I, maybe I, she had to go to work or something. You know, she started working. She was, you know, 15 or whatever. And uh, so she said something. She's like, well, are you going to be able to pick me up later? I said, no, I'm drinking and I'm doing it, whatever. And she's like, shocker. She's like, tilts her head and was like, shocker. And I'm like, oh what? <laughs> she thought I was getting mad at her. I was like, literally oh yeah it's cool so yeah kids man but so uh so you had a, a pretty broad background it seems like you know a lot I of experience did. and a lot of different things and crazy i try to tie them all together in some shape form or fashion uh, mostly it was just me and my mom growing up and she had married okay. at one point in time and then they divorced and so it was me and her again so i too started working at 15 i remember chick-fil-a was my first job yeah. My first tax paying job. I had been walking dogs in my neighborhood, I think, for years, but oh, nice. started at Chick-fil-A and then TJ Maxx. And then I did retail for a really long time and then what somehow moved retail. Like, uh, oh, like, just retail. Oh, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally okay. stores. That was cool. And then um, I started college, made it through a couple years of it, okay. loved it. And then um, had my son. So I jokingly said that him and I will graduate college together, which at this rate, it looks like that's probably going to be what happens. But um, <laughs> we'll see. Never too late. <laughs> Never too late. Never too late. I don't know. I don't even think my classes were like the, I don't know if they transferred this late. Like we're talking did, years ago. What were you studying? Sociology, actually. Sociology. Okay. Yeah. With a concentration in human sexuality. And I wanted to be like a therapist or a counselor of some sort. And gotcha. yeah, I don't know. I derailed and never really circled back to it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I'm still young. I got time. 
It's yeah, my exactly. story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So how did you get into the, uh, the camera stuff? Like, uh, were you always uh, interested? Were you always taking pictures when you were growing up? Pretty much. I was just, I was in front of the camera a lot being from the dance background and whatnot. Right. And so like, I used to love staring at magazines, just like, just the imagery of all of them. And so I was like, these are cool. And so of course I would try to, you know, do my own artistic version of something. Yeah. And when I got the camera that I use now, um, I still don't know what I'm doing with it. Like I'm literally <laughs> learning each day. Like I'm trying yeah. to learn something else about it and how to use it. But as I'm doing it, I'm, I'm learning that I love it so much and I love different techniques and just kind of the fundamentals behind it. So I really started to enjoy being behind the camera. And I mean, I think the camera has been in my son's face since he was born. And so for him, right. he's just like, yeah, it's, just, it's just the camera, it's like, move it out the way. And now I forget how to be in front of a camera. Like they're like smile. And I'm like, Geez. like it's, <laughs> it's awkward for me. So <laughs> I'll I find a balance you. I'm sure. But um, it was something that I always loved. And I mean, it's really easy to take a picture of something that's sitting still, right? Like that's, you can perfect the lighting, you can don't move, whatever. But to try to capture something that's moving Mm -hmm. while there's a lot of things going on around you and you're getting pinged here and there. I got busted (laughs) in the lip once. That's when I started wearing something around the lower part of my face. Right. Because one of my lips looked like halfway Kardashian. And then the other one was just like, (laughs) like it was bad. So bad. It took a while to heal. Uh. That was my worst hit. They're that like, my honey, thumb. you need to get both sides injected, <laughs> You're okay? You to do both. You can't just do one. Well, this was a discount. I don't know what you want to tell. What do you want me to do? So, nice. so yeah. So, that seemed much more exciting and um, fun. And then once I started to actually, like, learn how to navigate people playing around me without being intrusive, those that was really important to me because mm. – I don't want to stand in your way where you're trying to shoot somebody behind me, but at the same time, I still want to capture these images, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I did a few and then I just shared them with the people that were there at the field. Right. And so then I started making them into little Google albums and sending them the links to the Google albums. Oh, nice. And everybody was just like, thank you so much. Well, I didn't realize that there's not a lot of people that can be in the field and taking pictures simultaneously. So this is a game that's almost played behind closed doors unless you have your GoPro on, right? And you're recording it and you post something later. So I didn't realize that it would be so embraced and so welcomed. Um, And so I ended up just making friends with everybody that's at his home field and They've been extremely supportive and encouraging and, you know, they always bring people to me. They're like, hey, this team's coming this weekend. We should do pictures with them. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm here for it. Um, So it just kind of evolved. It wasn't something that I had intended on doing. It was more so just for me and challenging myself to figure out, can I actually get a good picture? Yeah. And um, and it's, it's been great. I still have so much to learn, though. And I met somebody. Thank you. I look at other photographers. Like, there was another airsoft photographer that I came across today. And his pictures were just so clean and great. And he got some, um, the smoke grenades. And Mm. so, like, but the pictures that he got from them were 10 times better than what I'm getting from them. So, I'm like, do you have any, like, tips or tricks? Is there a hack? Like, help me out here. And he said, I take 250 pictures with one smoke grenade to get 
three images that are even remotely close to decent. And I'm like, ah, okay. Yep. I have to be yep. patient. <laughs> Duly noted. It's not my strong suit, Damn it. <laughs> but I will try. Be the right. art. Well, you need to, uh, you'll have to uh, get in contact with, um, I, I've talked to a couple of photographers on here. And, um, you know, they play Airsoft. Uh, and one of them is in the UK. And he has a photography company called Creos or Creos, Creos Photography, and uh, he actually you have to look him up and reach out. Uh, I'll send him. <clears throat> I can link you guys. Please do. Uh, on Instagram, whatever, because um, he's actually setting up a uh, a worldwide uh, album, I guess, uh, for airsoft photographers. That, yeah, so it's kind of, I guess it would kind of be like, um, he's going to start a service that would be similar to, uh, maybe like Etsy type of thing, you know, where airsoft photographers can, from around the world, can post their pictures on his thing, uh, so that people that go to his, you know, can can see see multiple artists and stuff. And you can sell those pictures on there, okay? Uh, through his service and it'll be free for any photographer to upload their pictures on there. And basically what it would work out to be, I think the way he he explains it on the uh, podcast I did with him is that uh, you make 80%. He makes 20 basically off sale of picture, that kind of thing. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a platform that he's going to build. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And he's already got, um, well, the way I found him was I already had talked to four people before and talked to him that were in the mm-hmm. UK that know him that mm-hmm. actually work for him or work for Krios, yeah. um, you know, his company here and there on the weekends when they're not playing airsoft, they're all airsofters, but when they're not playing, they'll take the camera, one of his cameras go and he's taught them. They didn't know anything about how to take pictures and he taught them how to take pictures wow. and they're really good action shots. Um, oh, he sounds fascinating. Oh, I it's love, cool. I love when you come across somebody or when you see a need, right? Or there's there's an absence of something. Right. And there could be some creativity that could happen here. I love when people come along and figure out how to make that happen. Right. Didn't even know that there needed to be a market for it. But clearly, I mean, yeah. that's that's awesome. Because I was even who wondering, like... Want- who doesn't want a picture of themselves in right. freaking battle badass. gear? Exactly. Right. Like I look like a badass and I feel like a badass right now. Yes. And to be able to capture that and give that to somebody, somebody can uh-huh. have that as an experience that they can take with them is awesome. Cause I mean, yes. you know, it's kind of a hard selfie game to do. So, uh-huh. you know, you can't run with a gun in one hand and the phone in the other. Like it's, All right. it's a little challenging, but yeah, that sounds, I couldn't even figure out how I was going to, naturally progress or if I was going to naturally progress into maybe right. selling my photos mm-hmm. um, because I couldn't figure out like the best platform to do that on it's a service but it's it's kind of different so that yeah. guy sounds like he's uh he's actually yeah. put in some oh some he's, he's very business-minded and uh, incredible. It, it, the system he's got so yeah if you look at um if you look at our YouTube channel so these podcasts go on uh, our YouTube channel uh, mm-hmm. They also go, so that's the video part. The uh, the audio goes on every podcast app out there um, yep. that you can think of. So uh, 
but if you go on uh, either of them and you just want to listen to what he's talking about, you can uh, you can find it on Spotify, you can find it on iTunes, you can find it on whatever Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whatever it is. Um, and then if you go to our YouTube channel, uh, you can find them. You know that video. If you just scroll yeah. down, it's not, it was only a couple of weeks ago that it came out. So oh, okay, great. So it should still be. Yeah, nice. and you'll see on the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do the same thumbnail for on Instagram as I do for, uh, you know, YouTube. So if you scroll down and you look at, if you find it on Instagram, you can look at that corresponding date that it was, yep. you know, that post is and go to the YouTube channel and then scroll down to that date for that video and you'll find it there, but it's Krios uh, photography. Um, yeah, Excited. really definitely get in touch uh, with yeah. him for sure. That would, uh, I think that would really help because if you're really interested, if you enjoy doing this and you want to learn more about how to use your camera and stuff like that, yep. I don't know shit about it. Uh, <laughs> I talked to him about it and he's telling me, I'm like, uh, I, okay, look, I've been taking pictures, you know, right. all this? of our Does videos on our, on our YouTube channel, every uh-huh. single one has been from my Samsung phone. I swear what? to God. <laughs> So I, I know how to just like, oh, I know how to put something in the frame and I know uh-huh. not to face the sun if you're trying to get a picture of somebody's face. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But that's it. And then right. I just press okay. that little white circle. I'm like, okay, go. Like, start talking. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> that's incredible. So. You know, the best part about your job is you get to facilitate these types of things. So you get to meet all of these cool people, right? Yeah. And then you can bring them together. Like, you know what? I know somebody who knows something about that. Hold on one second. Absolutely. And that's cool. That's the best part about I'm what building you an old do. style Rolodex. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like a deep network. Oh the, yeah. And the airsoft community is just a, it's, I didn't realize the community was such a vast thing. Bro. Like I had no clue. I didn't even know Diversity. it was like a worldwide thing. Yeah. Like that. And it's, the, the epitome. It's awesome. Like, uh, I love it. And so the more I'm discovering and the more that I'm learning and coming across, I'm like, wow, okay, this is a, it's a great community to be a part of. Yeah. So I'm, really I'm happy. I'm really happy that I'm, I have this opportunity to, to learn more and still be able to produce some stuff that's nice to look at every once in a while. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. It's definitely uh, helpful when you enjoy something that you're doing, you know, yes. you be passionate about. Uh, it doesn't feel like work. Right. It feels like a break, you know, almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can just, you know, put some time into it and not feel like it's uh, right. taking it's something, your time. Exactly. You, know? you don't feel mm-hmm. like it's required of you. It's just right. something that you get to participate in. Uh-huh. That's the best way to learn. You know, that's, that's how we yeah. learn uh, way faster. Like with your camera stuff, mm-hmm. you're going to learn now that you're really interested in it. Excuse me. You're going to learn... Uh, how to make those adjustments and whatever settings on your camera mm-hmm. way faster. Um, I'm so looking forward to that. Like I can already oh, tell, like you can see the progression, the growth. Like I went back and looked at like my first photos that I started taking with the camera in Airsoft versus what I took two weeks ago. Yeah. And I was like, wow, A, the quality of photos that I'm that I'm capturing at this moment. Like I know what to look for at this point. So that's great. Like to see yeah. that growth too, because I'm the type of person that needs to see progress happen mm-hmm. along in order for me to maintain a level of patience. Because if sure. it looks the same the whole time, then you know, I get to start <laughs> a little discouraged. But um, of course. to see that type of growth, I was like, okay, cool. I'm not doing it wrong, but I wonder how I can do it better. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started to to deep dive into the, you know, different aspects. I started the Instagram and it introduced me to the, I guess, online community of Airsoft. And from there, I'm literally coming across different people every day. It's awesome, though. That's cool. Very cool. Well, I have a, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, look, you, so I see you have a tattoo. A few. Uh, I was going to say, do you have more than one? <laughs> I do. And does, yeah, what, what uh, you know, do they mean something to you? Do each of them have some kind of deep meaning or, you know, mean a lot some to you? Some of them are a little shallow, but, you know, most of them have rooted meaning for me. Right. So I have uh, the one on my arm. It's an owl and it has a skull as its belly. Probably hard to see in translation. See. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool. Okay. That one's my favorite one. Uh, did you come up one, with that idea? I, the concept, yes, but I did not draw it. I am no, no, I am no, no. no artist of such. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot draw. Um, and then the one on my back, you wouldn't be able to see, but it's a, it's a series of different butterflies. And butterflies actually didn't know this until I did the research for it. They adapt to their environment. So the same butterfly could look completely different cities apart from each other, but even in the same state, much less states apart from each other. So I did a bunch of research and figured out all the places that I had lived and the corresponding butterfly that I wanted for that area. Oh my God. And then I put them all on a branch. And um, so it's literally everywhere, every county and city that I have lived in up until that point, I was going to put a cocoon on the bottom. So I didn't have to keep putting butterflies everywhere, but um, I need to find an artist to do that. So I left it undone. It's just, I got dancer on my foot. I have my sign and my sun sign, I think, in the lower part of my neck. Okay. Oh, I got a Friday the 13th piece. This is the one that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, let's see. It's an hourglass, kind of. Oh, okay. I can show you. No, no, I can't do it. (laughs) But it it, it has absolutely no meaning whatsoever. It's just colorful. I got you. (laughs) Yeah, I have uh, have four. Um, They're all pretty shallow. Yeah. I mean... They're all kind of, you know, the Marine Corps tattoos. Okay, so it's not so, that shallow. I mean, it's, well, you know, yeah. It's, uh, so this one is nice. Skull yep. USMC kind of in fire. Mm-hmm. And then I got one here and here, and then one on my ankle, or my calf, I guess, side of my calf. But uh, the one on my calf is... Um, is kanji, you know, Japanese writing that uh, says comrades or reads comrades. Mm-hmm. And then uh, up here, uh, I didn't want to get what all my buddies were getting in the, in the core. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the skull with the USMC, which I ended up getting later. I got that one later. But uh, my first Wait. tattoo was, um, <clears throat> was in San Diego. And it was a, uh, I don't know if you remember this cartoon or comic book, uh, uh, Calvin and Hobbes, the little kid with uh, the drug around a little tiger. Yes, yes, okay, I know exactly what you're <laughs> so talking about. You like, see those uh, <clears throat> like bumper stickers or window stickers with yes, the little kid with the striped shirt pissing on something, pissing on something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Like a Chevy truck is driving, yep. and it'll have the you know the Ford on logo Ford. on it or whatever. Yes, yep. uh, so that's Calvin. Um, so he's using a lot of things. So I got Calvin and Hobbes. It was my favorite cartoon. Uh, when I was a teenager. So uh, I got Calvin holding a uh, M16 
looking what? all badass. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and then I got Hobbs over here, but Hobbs looks like a. It, it looks pretty bad. Uh, I had a. I got he that one in Japan. Yeah, it didn't age too well. Uh, well, I did. I never took care of my tattoos anyway. So, yeah, but, uh, like when you originally get them, nobody really was around to tell you nobody, how to take care of them like that. No. They were just, you know what I mean? Like let it heal, and that, yeah, was, that it. was like it. that was, yeah. Then no, it, not no now. one said, "Oh, wrap it and put all this right." And here's ointments and here's this and, and that. No, yeah. no, not we that. went and got it. Uh, Okinawa is hot. Okay, it's a very tropical environment. So. Um, you know, and I tan really well. I have, uh, you know, I kind of get a red tan. My, uh, dad's on my dad's side. My dad's mom is actually a uh, half crow Indian. So, um, uh, yep. Yeah. So, and but, my mom's Italian. So, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can brown well. Right. So <clears throat> I get this one in Japan and this drunk, this dude was drunker than us. Okay. This old Papa son that gave us, <laughs> he reminded me of a, of a, uh, a fatter, uh, Mr. Miyagi. Okay. Nice. Um, no shit. I mean, with the gruff voice and everything and he's drinking sake while he's doing the tattoo. So it's a little, it's whatever, but, um, we go out in the sun like that, you know, the next day, this is like right? a Friday night. And then yeah. we spend all day in the sun Saturday. This thing's getting blistered and I'm scratching it when I'm drunk. Like, I don't know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, those are my four. Yeah. Nice. Do you, are you, do you plan on getting more? Um, man, I go back and forth to be honest. I really yeah. love getting tattoos. I really yeah. do, yeah. but I'm kind of practical in my thinking. So I'm going and, and I'm not vain. Like right. I don't really care how I look that much. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that to be like, Oh, I don't care what people think, you know, like the cool way. Right. Now. I, I kind of don't like, I just just don't care. Like, dude. Uh, So (laughs) that's um, me every morning walking out the door. And I'm like, I know I'm going to coffee. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. No, that's, there's no hope. Mm -mm. None at all. Be glad if I'm not in pajamas. Like if I put pants on today, (laughs) Oh shit. I am winning. (laughs) Hell yeah. So, uh, so what do you got? What do you got planned for, um, the future with uh, your son with airsoft does he go does he play the uh any big events yet like Not two day mill sims has he talking about that yes yes that is recently oh, mentioned yeah. apparently february is the uh the the timeline of which i have to get the gear that he needs so he can do it so that's what okay. that's what i've been told you have until february and i said oh okay great do you remember what the uh name of the event is cuz you're whatever events he's going to are the bigger are probably, ones, yeah. I think ones it's, um, that we go to, yeah. It's is there a Wes Milsom or a Milsom West? Milsom West. Yes, that one. I think is that the one. Is I this his you? first Milsom? Yes. Oh, wait, uh, we're not going this year. He has to be sixteen. I was going to right. say not yet. So yeah. yeah, I was going to say the Milsom West. So as far as Milsoms go, that company that that hosts them, mm-hmm. uh, they are the closest to actually being in the military for three days of or two days, whatever, out of any Milsim event, okay? Oh, so wow. there's a lot of guys that go, they think, oh, they see all these videos, Jet mm-hmm. Desert Fox, Airsoft mm-hmm. Alphonse, mm-hmm. they go uh, to these Milsim West events. Um, you got to be in shape, one, number one, and you have to listen. 
don't go there with brand new gear. Do not go to Milsim West game with brand new boots uh, that are not broken in. Good uh, your feet will be killing you. Okay. Uh, blisters everywhere. <clears throat> so it is, uh, that is a Milsim West event is something you work towards mm-hmm. uh, if you've never gone. So uh, yeah, starting out with, there's a handful of other companies, Third Coast Airsoft. Say, what's a good starter yeah. one? Like? Which Third one should Coast I be Airsoft. aiming for? Yeah. Uh, probably TCA. So if you look them up on Facebook there, I think that's where they, you know, post most of their event stuff is on Mm -hmm. Facebook page. Um, if you look up, uh, third coast airsoft and then, uh, American Milsim and then op lion claws, uh, lion claw event. I think I've seen one of those. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So any of those, uh, you will, uh, Listen, let me let me take a side note here. When this comes out, anyone uh, on our Discord and that I've talked to in the past, all you experienced Milsim people, uh, that especially Mr. OT, that went to a Milsim, uh, your first Milsim was Milsim West, and you got your ass kicked, please uh, contact Val over here. Um, and y'all give show her some airsoft love and give her the, uh, the rundown on where where they need to start for mill sims. Okay. Especially Val, if you want to go with him as a, like a press pass kind of thing, mm-hmm. because a lot of these mill sims, you're, you can go as press pass or you can do uh combat press. Okay. So <clears throat> they call it com cam, but anyway, yeah, that is uh something that you definitely want to get some info on before you go. Jumping yes. into. <laughs> so we're trying to find a, the next field that we're that he's that he's going to play. So I think he did indoor one time, and it wasn't his favorite. I was sitting outside for that one. Um, so I'm not. I'm not. I'm open to suggestions as well. We can just as long as it's in a, a nearby area. I don't mind right. driving there. So if, you know, Alabama, the Carolinas, right. Tennessee. Cool. I'm here. Tell me what field we should go to, and let's go yeah. check it out. Awesome. Well, you will definitely, I mean, I could throw a bunch of names at you for fields, but it's, uh, you'll, you'll, uh, sometimes the path of self-discovery is really fun. So as you start, (laughs) as you start looking up all this stuff, you know, uh, good fields around you guys. Um, yeah, it's cool. And then, you know, go on, uh, like our discord, Mm -hmm. uh, now that you're on here, um, you can post in, in these questions or whatever there's, you know, a couple hundred people on our discord that will definitely, you know, message you back, you know, have a lot of experience with this stuff. Certainly more than me, who's never uh, been, I've been to airsoft events. I've been to Milsims, but only taking pictures as a press pass uh-huh. with my handy dandy with notebook handy over here. Dandy. <laughs> yes. All right. Hell yeah. Well, listen, Val, I, uh, it was really awesome to meet you and talk with yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I had a blast. Uh, awesome. So uh, where can people find you online? So Instagram right now is probably the best bet. And it's mm-hmm. click, click, boom, photography. Right. And uh, or you can follow me personally. That one is Vivid Green. And they're usually pretty interchangeable. So I okay. use them both to to get the stuff out, I guess. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and you have a good night. Thank you, you too.